This is Adam Gorney, the National Recruiting Director at Rivals.com, here to have an NIL discussion. Uh, the timeliness is, is has never been better with Jim Caval from Influencer. And Jim, you have definitely cornered an area of this market that's super interesting and super evolving. Um, from where you started to where it is now, and, and like we were just talking about, what was going on on signing day, is this just the beginning, do you feel, or are people still just trying to – you know, feel their way through this? Well, you know, listen, I, uh, I got into this world in 2017. That's when I started influencer. And when we started 2017, NIL wasn't a thing, but social media and brand building was, and we knew NIL was not a matter of if, but when, so we felt confident that we, we could build an app that would help student athletes build their brand, meaning grow their social media followers on Instagram, Twitter, if we could show that our app was helping them do that, then coaches would start using brand building and social media in their recruiting pitch. And that's exactly what happened. And even though we started with football, we ended up doing software deals where we sold it to all sports and the school pays us. That's how we make our money. But, uh, you know, it's interesting to see this year is the first time that not only is social media follower growth and the data around how we help you build your brand a part of recruiting, but now it's Here's the deal value that's happened with NIL with our student athletes here at the school. And, you know, we've evolved with that as well. We not only help student athletes with our app to brand build, but we help them build and manage their NIL business as NIL has become a real thing. So we get to see all the data around um, transactions and, um, you know, the median transaction size, the average transaction overall, how many football players are doing transactions versus other sports, all the things you want to know. You know, how much is social media based versus doing appearances for autographs? And it's really interesting, but it's also really early, Adam. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're 400 meters into a marathon. Yeah. There are thousands of schools and, uh, you know, thousands of athletes that utilize your service. How have you seen it change in the NIL world from, like you said, uh, getting attention and brand building personally to, Hey, now I can make money off this. I'm going to take this maybe even a little bit more seriously and, and really market myself. Yeah, it's a great question. You know, when I got started, my passion is what fueled this business. I mean, I sold my last company to start it. So I saw the financial opportunity of selling software to schools, doing five-year contracts, like all that. Don't get me wrong. We got a good business, but like for me, this is a passion play. And so my pitch before NIL to student athletes was use this stage, the Jersey, while you have it to set the stage for the rest of your life, which Adam, that's not an unusual sure. message. Coaches have been telling kids that for 50 years, back when Bear Bryant was at Alabama, he was bringing alums in to meet kids so that they could find a job when they got out of there. And he was telling them, don't stand off in the corner, look sure. at this guy in the eye, shake his hand, get his contact info and keep in touch with him. That message airs the same now, even more so with social media, the ability to build a following while you have the Jersey and use the stage to then capitalize on it later, hopefully with whatever you're going to do the rest of your life. But as NIL has happened, it has gotten that message to be taken a lot more serious. And that's what I love about NIL. There's not going to be a lot of kids that make more than four figures a year, but they are going to start to work a muscle that they all should be working anyways, because they're not going to play forever. Right. And so that's what I love about it. And yeah, you're going to have Bryce Young make seven figures. You're going to have some athletes make six figures, but most athletes, they're going to make four figures maybe if you make five, they're going to work a muscle. They're going to start thinking of themselves, like LeBron says, more than an athlete. And that's what I love about it. 
you live in this world even even honestly more than I do. I mean, recruiting it has infiltrated the entire recruiting world and how it's been factored in. We talked about that. How signing day looked. Where do you think NIL goes from here? Do you think we have to have federal legislation? Do you think it's fine the way it is? And how do you kind of uh, adjust what you do to that? Well, the beautiful part, I'm going to answer it backwards. The beautiful part is what we do is all technology. Yeah. So our app helps athletes build their brand and it helps them build and manage their NIL business. Some schools will use more of our technology because they have a more liberal set of NIL policy. And some schools will use a little less of our technology because they have a little more conservative of an NIL policy. But we're just the tech, we're the pipes. Um, and so that won't change. But on the other side, to answer the beginning of your question, federal legislation, uniformity across the board is what's gonna be needed. The question is across what board? Because right now, if you just go and look at all the fiscal year reports from last year, top line revenue and bottom line revenue, I could argue that power five schools are extremely different from each other. I mean, Oklahoma State made a third of what Alabama made top line, and they profited uh, significantly less. They actually lost, uh, you know, a decent amount of money, eight figures, whereas Alabama made eight figures. And so like these schools are a lot different from each other. And I think the emergence of a division zero and the elite level and, 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 and you know, separation of the rest of division one. And I think the divisions are going to look different. And so it probably will be uniform policy, at least across divisions or specific conferences. But hopefully the federal government gets involved and it's a little more of a, a set of uniformity across the board for amateur athletes playing college. But there's a lot of other questions, you know, like collective bargaining on behalf of student athletes and players associations and unions are a lot easier at the pro level where there's a national set of labor relations that the league is adhering to. These are student athletes that play mostly at state schools that um, have limitations with their state laws on any unionization or collective bargaining. And so there's these, these differences between pro and college. All pro athletes have an agent. All pro athletes have a union. College athletes, 99% of them don't have an agent and there is no union. Right. And so this is hard for student athletes. They And their school, by most policies, is not allowed to help them with this. So it's just really hard. And I think a lot of people wrote about this, uh, not you, but a lot of people wrote about this in a way that made fans think, this is a big payday for student athletes. And it made student athletes think, this is a big payday for us. And that's not reality. This is just like getting a 4.0, making the team, getting a scholarship, being the leading scorer. You get out what you put in and not everybody's going to do it. So I think that there will be a uniform set of rules, but I think we're still going to be in this legal political phase for a couple more years before we get there. And so with recruiting, we're in an interesting time. We're going to look back at this for a long time because this little two, three year chaos period of NIL is going to be where there's some big winners and there's some big losers. Yeah. And coaches can be told all you want. Well, eventually we'll have uniformity. Stick with it. But they're thinking, well, if I have one bad season and the one bad record, you're going to fire me. So coaches, a lot of them are going to do whatever it takes. They're going to be creative with the system and the rules. And uh, you know, I think that that you know some of that will be looked at down the line as illegitimate nil. It'll be what the rules are set to stop. But yeah. that's just where we're at. The Alabamas of the world don't need much brand building i don't think it doesn't seem to help them how when, when the smaller schools even the the smaller power five schools like you say in oklahoma state or 
someone off the radar a little bit um, comes to you, how does that how does that manifest itself? How do you how do you help them through that to to say, you know, we want to build up you on social media so you get seen by more players and that will assist you in recruiting? Yeah. So the reality is every school, even Alabama, has a bigger collective following with their student athletes than they do with their team account. So Alabama football might be a a really impressive Instagram account to you, but the reality is if you add up all the followers of the football players, it's much bigger. And oh, by the way, guess who follows the football players? Recruits and fans, the two groups of people that they want to reach. And so all the media that's shot by Alabama and their photographers, by the videographers at the university, by the national media, all that content flows through our system and facial recognition and Jersey number recognition automatically personalizes it in galleries for each player. When they walk out of the stadium, they have a new gallery in their influencer app that they can then share directly to their Instagram, directly to their Twitter, their Snapchat, TikTok. And what that does is it magnifies the brand of the school because their players are all sharing content of them practicing, of them playing in the game, of them working out, which helps the school reach a much bigger audience of recruits and fans. But it's also by posting more often, helping the athletes gain engagement with their posts and a bigger following on their own. And so that's what we've done since 2017. We launched the the company with Kentucky basketball and Auburn football. Those are our first two teams. And it's, it's what we continue to do because that helps grow your value on social. And then the new stuff we do helps you communicate with businesses and individuals that want to do NIL deals with you. And then when they're ready to pay you, our system pays you through Venmo and ACH integrations, it also automatically reports everything to the IRS and to your institution. So you stay within the rules and tax compliance. So that's how our tech kind of plays into building your brand and building and managing your NIL business. But all that data that we have, whether it's how much your athletes grow their social media following, what your social media followers of your athletes are and what the fair market value is of that, um, what deals your athletes are doing, the total volume, the average value, all that is going to be used in recruiting. Yeah. And it is used in recruiting already. And that's the power of our system is it not only does everything I explained, but it's giving data to the staffs of these universities and all different teams, not just football, to use in recruiting because they've always said the brand of the school is a powerful thing that helps the athlete, puts them on a stage. Now they can show it. Sure, sure. When I started kind of researching this, I I had it completely backwards, but now it seems like it's come full circle and and as you know, as you learn more about NIL and see it play out, um, I think I was a little naive about the situation and and just how impactful it would be. You see something like the Gators Collective at Florida, which is essentially just pooling money to then target NIL deals down the line. Um, it like you said, do do you still foresee this being um, you know? small deals for a lot of guys to run a camp in their hometown to do business deals on the side, or do you see this becoming something like, and I talked to David Shaw at Stanford about this, you know, what's stopping a a bunch of Stanford grads who work at Google and Facebook to put it together a a $20 million fund and get the best players in the country to Stanford. And obviously there are academic restrictions there, but you see where I'm going with this. And, And after this, I'll have a question about, sort of the accusations at Texas A&M and, and how Jimbo had responded to that. 
you, you see where I'm going. I mean, these are all our clients. So right. keep that in mind. They'll keep paying. <laughs> uh, don't worry. <laughs> uh, but 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 that being said, um, first of all, the question of, of Google and Stanford, no, nothing's to stop that from happening. Yeah. And this is a new mechanism that, I mean, hey, if, if a company wants to do a group or individual deal with a player or players at an institution, um, and they're going to activate their NIL to promote that company. That's what NIL is. Yeah. And there is no limitation on fair market value. That would violate a lot of laws, especially sure. the antitrust risk we've heard about. The, you know, There's a lot of things that played into the NCAA not setting NIL regulations themselves, but mainly it was the Alston case and the antitrust implications of it that made them feel like they couldn't, right? And so, um, yeah, that's possible. And it's possible for Nike to do something with Oregon or mm -hmm. whatever you want to think up in your imagination. Um, I think that, you know, the NIL and having a good NIL business is a combination of two things. Number one, athletic performance. The better you perform, the more opportunity you're going to have. So a lot of coaches are going to say, son, just play well on the field and it'll all work out. Kind of true, but not fully true because with athletic performance, you also have to take initiative with your brand. You have to have a social media account. You should be posting about your life and who you are, not just as an athlete, but outside the lines as a person. The more you take initiative with your brand and the better you perform, then that's where all the success with NIL can happen. And so you're going to see things like this new Fanatics deal with our partner, One Team. One Team is bringing Fanatics into the college student athlete NIL world in a really great way where jerseys are going to be sold with the player's name on the back. And whether you're a Nike or Adidas or Under Armour school, those jerseys are going to be a way that the player gets paid. That's a beautiful thing. And it's an easy way for kids to make money with NIL. There'll be more group streamlined solutions like that from great outfits like one team who already manage the player association rights for the NFL and other leagues. They'll be brought down into college. Um, so as far as the, the Texas A&M thing and how Jimbo, I mean, you know, it's just amazing to me how, I mean, you and I, we've, you know, we've lived in, in an era where forums have been around now for, you know, almost 30 years, about 25 years. And if yeah. you're a real, you know, internet nerd, 30 years or more, but, um, I'm just amazed by how people believe things so easily. Right. And it's believable, right, because of the money that's in Texas. But that's that's not reality, you know. And so um, I, I loved I, I loved all the responses. I, Jimbo's response, and then obviously Lane Kiffin and Coach Safe. It, it, it's just part of where we're at. And um, you know, I think that right now it is a time where even without NIL, there's just it's so easy to create hype on the internet. Everybody's the GOAT. We give out the GOAT emoji way too easily, right? Today, it's the, the, the day we're talking. I don't know when this will air, but today it's the, the, the Auburn situation is hot on everybody's mind. And tomorrow it'll be this. And, and, and so we've got to keep that in mind and stop believing things so easily. Or even if something becomes true, let's give people the benefit of the doubt before we just jump the gun. And, and I think that, you know, that's what you got to do when you look at some of these situations because the FOMO is just so high right now, especially during a signing day where NIL sure. took center stage. Yeah, you rarely hear talking about uh, Bro Bible and the guy named Slice Bread who has anonymous. <laughs> and I deal that's with messy every day. It's a, it's a unique group. The last thing 
Jim, and this has been very interesting. And, and this is not about Texas A&M or anything. It's really about NIL. How do you balance, and, and this might have to just come from legislation, how do you balance the question of this is NIL versus this is an inducement? This is a pay-to-play scheme where even if coaches are involved tangentially through a third or fourth party, look, we all know the, the reality of college football and college football recruiting. How do you balance that other than with legislation and hard penalties unless that comes down? Well, I don't think there's any real way that NIL won't turn into some sort of inducement. Um, and that's why it was the fear all along. Um, but there's already other categories of inducement that are allowed. Facilities. You can build really nice facilities. It's going to make kids want to come to your school. Winning, uh, you know, shoe deals. Uh, you keep going. Obviously, academics and athletics. You're the, tra- the, 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 the gym and the trainer and the strength coach and how much you're going to get. That's all part of the pitch. Yeah. That's recruiting. Recruiting's a pitch. NIL is a new category. So what type of content team we have to help you build your brand and technology we have to get you content so you can share it and what type of partnerships we have to help you, you know, do NIL deals. These are all things that people are already selling. What they're not allowed to sell, what's being called an inducement is if you come here, we'll have a FedEx deal for a million dollars and you'll, you'll get that deal. That's the part that people are most most afraid of and then the other part is if you come here um, we don't know what the deal is going to be but we're going to get you a million dollars worth of deals right now it's not even spelled out and we're taking donor money all of a sudden we're pulling it together we're giving it to businesses in town so it looks like an nil deal or we're giving it to nonprofits so that we can just have the young person do a charity appearance and justify it as an nil deal that's the all the stories going around right and um I think that the one place that we messed up, and, and this started when the NCAA recommendations came out, it was all about limiting the involvement of the institution with NIL. There'll be no deal facilitation, no deal negotiation by the institution. That was big in the NCAA recommendations for regulations. The NCAA never set rules, but Florida took that and other things and created their own state legislation that became the blueprint. I know California passed it first, but Florida's became the blueprint because their date was up at 2021 and they did it differently. A lot of, a lot of different uh, points in their, their bill that Chip Lamarca wrote, but in that bill, they limited deal facilitation and negotiation, really any involvement by the institution. Then Alabama and Mississippi and other States kind of used Florida's bill as the blueprint for their bill. You may have seen last week, Alabama uh, repealed their bill. So they don't have a bill anymore for the state because they noticed that it was limiting Auburn and Alabama and their institutions here in the state from being able to be a little more involved. When a student athlete has any problem in history, anything, who do they go to? They go to the the institution, they go to the college athletic department. All of a sudden they got to manage a business that was never possible to manage before and they can't go to the institution. The way to stop a lot of this is to let the institution be there to help and be there to manage this and be there to say, no, we can't do that. And yes, we can do this. And this is legitimate and this is illegitimate. And if if that happens, sure, there'll be rule breakers, but the institution will also be more involved. So be accountable if rules are broken and hopefully they'll be empowered to do things the right way. Yeah, that is Jim Caval from Influencer. I am Adam Gorney for Rivals.com.